Welcome to the 11th episode of our podcast series, Basora Ideas for Malaysia, by the Hub Movement. Hub was founded to champion the voice of youth in nation building, to provide a platform for aspiring young Malaysians to exchange ideas on a variety of topics that contribute to building Malaysia. Hello, my name is Poyi, a second year biomedical science student at King's College London. And I'm Charlotte, a second year student reading philosophy, politics and economics at King's College London too. So in this episode, we dive into the stigmas faced by students studying in an overseas university versus a local university. What better way to discuss this topic than to have students who have experienced it themselves? In collaboration with ICMS, we invite two speakers, one from a local university and one from an overseas one. Let's introduce them. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Weilong, mechanical engineering, fresh graduate from University of Malaya. Uh, thank you very much, the Hub Movement, for having us here today. And of course, as Pui has mentioned, I'm from ICMS, the International Council of Malaysian Scholars and Associates. And I'm currently the Council Policy and Strategy Director for the Malaysia chapter. I think a little background about me. I've just finished my last semester just a short two months ago, and I'm definitely looking forward to bring new insights to this table today. Hello everyone, on that same note, yes, thank you so much for our wonderful hosts today. Um, it's absolutely great to join you all here today. Um, my name's Yvonne and I'm currently a third year or a junior year student majoring in biomedical engineering at Arizona State University in the United States. Similar to Wei Long, I'm also from ICMS and I'm holding the position of Director of Internal Affairs and Performance for specifically the North American chapter. And a quick shout out, ICMS is currently re recruiting for the upcoming tenure and our chapter is looking for as many applicants we can get. So if you have the time, feel free to visit our Instagram page. It's great to have you both on board for this podcast. Really love, uh, looking forward to hearing your valuable views and experiences regarding this topic because I think that the stigma we're focusing on in this podcast definitely does exist. So Weilong, to start us off, as someone in a local university, what are some of your uh, perceptions or opinions that you have heard of of someone studying in an overseas university? I think, first of all, I do agree that perceptions and also uh, opinions do exist, especially for things that we do not understand, right? And also particularly for people who are on the other side. So some of the perceptions I've heard of, of course, the first thing that came to my mind is uh, they're from rich family. Definitely the first impression that is the first impression uh, because uh, of course they can afford it. And Badu have a number of friends who have ventured overseas on scholarship, which is also a commendable achievement itself. I think secondly, I would say uh, my perception is that they are more open-minded in their social circle. This is the first image that came into my mind are those that of multiracial students harder together discussing an imaginary assignment. I think this is amplified, especially if I were to put myself in the shoes of an international student. Besides when we are talking about going overseas, like for example, Western or European uh, countries for our tertiary education, I think the culture itself is something that uh, foreign students might embrace and also at least assimilate a little bit into their lifestyle. Mm. I think for the third uh, perception, I would say that, of course, you always have the uh, opinion that they will get better job offers. I think this statement is, of course, true to a certain extent. It depends a lot on the industry and also the company that we intend of getting in. I think the best example is, of course, it's simply very hard for local uh, 
fresh graduates in Malaysia to venture overseas for job opportunities. And also besides that, certain uh, MNC or multinational companies who do tend to have the preference towards overseas grads. And to sum it up, I think my own perception is I definitely think that overseas students definitely carry themselves better. And this goes hand in hand, of course, with the exposure and also the culture that they have been exposed to us. That's quite an interesting insight, Wei Long. Uh, how about you, Yvonne? What are the perceptions or opinions that you have heard of of someone studying in a local university as an overseas student? for sure so a quick point is i've only been studying in the u.s for a year so far um before this i was actually in the um, sunway adtp program because it's honestly more cost effective and i completely agree with way long that sometimes it can get really expensive um, if you don't have a full sponsorship and so the first perception i've heard is basically at least for government universities I've heard that there is a little bit of discrimination in terms of the racial acceptance. So, for instance, there might uh, accept a certain uh, a high percentage of a certain race or whatsoever. And I've also heard that um, this is the saying that goes to a company where essentially um, they base their acceptance on the stereotype, a certain race. So they kind of, quote unquote, determine their quote unquote personalities based on their race, even before meeting them. Another perception that I personally can confirm is that um, I feel like Malaysians are definitely more relaxed. Um, and what I can say um, with all certainty is that while I was working in Malaysia, I've heard so many times from all my different bosses that Malaysians people are quote unquote too relaxed um, in the workplace and that we'll get a bit of culture shock, culture shock if we see the work ethic from people from other countries. And the last and final um, I guess perception I've heard is that it's always better to go study overseas. And honestly, every time someone, when every time someone says this, it just makes me so sad because it's, I guess it's the lack of hope of surviving in your own country or your own home that just makes Malaysia seem like a quote unquote miserable place when it's honestly not. I can say that for sure, the Malaysian healthcare system is definitely better and more affordable than even a couple of developed countries and in my opinion better than the US and that um, it, it's an interesting part because a couple years ago Forbes uh, had an article on the best city, best cities to live in and KLCC, KLCC was actually ranked um, the top two best cities to live in and so I think it's something Malaysians should be proud of. I have definitely heard some of the perceptions that both of you have brought up especially what uh, Wei Long has mentioned about getting better job offers, having that credential of studying in an overseas university seems to, like from what I've heard, how graduates stand out in a sense where they've been exposed to a different education system. And based on the current general impression of our local education system, these overseas systems are automatically thought of as being more applicable and is of better quality than what our local system has to offer. So for example, in, 20, in a 2010 article released by the Star, a spokesman from the Malaysian Institute of Human Resource Management said, in terms of qualification or technical ability, there's not much of a difference with local graduates. However, when it comes to soft skills, foreign graduates have the advantage. One reason being in Britain, like for example, they make you work and figure things out for yourself, creating a heightened level of maturity, implying that the culture helps one express 
and present themselves better in front of employers. Therefore, if we if we have impressions like Yvonne has mentioned about Malaysians being more relaxed and like the recommendations to study overseas, it definitely does make studying in an overseas university more appealing than a local one. Having mentioned all these perceptions, why do you guys think these came about? And how do you think these perceptions can be changed if possible? I feel like, as I mentioned before, in terms of, I guess, racial biases, for me personally, it was mostly influenced by the people and the environment around me, specifically from the older generation. So I feel like we all can relate to this. There's definitely this one auntie, uncle or grandmother you have, or even granddad you have, um, that uh, just randomly blurts out stereotypes um, during a family dinner. Um, even my superiors from um, previous jobs, they do also have um, similar, um, they do feel, they do categorize people in certain stereotypes um, and not just Malaysians, also like people they've worked with overseas. Um, and then I also want to clarify that whenever they bring these topics up, it's never, never out of ill will. It's usually out of care and concern, and most importantly, out of their experience. And as much as I truly value the advice and the experience they give, I definitely feel the need to filter certain advices just because, um, especially ones related to religion. Um, and so for me personally, a great um, deal of me, I guess, having an opener mindset is largely due to the internet. And I can honestly talk long and hard about how globalization, data, and network in general um, has created this unique way of, I guess, growing up. Um, but I can definitely see like technology playing a huge role in like um, breaking the stereotypes and racial biases. Um, in terms of like what you said, the relaxed work ethic, mostly because of my bosses and relatives of mine who've worked with companies who interacted with international companies. And while I guess how this can be broken down is mostly due to time. Um, basically in the right time when you have the opportunity to meet these people working from different countries, it's your right to compare and contrast the both. And you can't really say their opinions are invalid just because it's based on their own experience. And so I guess the best way to judge is to experience it for yourself. Ooh, this is a long one. And finally my third point of um, studying overseas. Um, well, I guess it's important to keep in mind that we are, whenever we're in Malaysia and before we study overseas, or if we're not studying overseas, we're looking always through an extremely filtered lens, basically the media. And so I feel that people always tend to fall into the mindset that the grass is always greener on the other side. And reality, and I see this from experience, um, the grass is never greener on the other side. The grass is most probably the same color as the one that you're standing on right now. And so basically my point is um, that it's so easy, easy to pinpoint the flaws and the disadvantages of living in a certain country. For instance, back in Malaysia, I hear people complaining all the time about the traffic, the pollution, the cleanliness, and so on. And after coming to the US, at least friends who I've seen come to the US, for a moment it was fine, but then you would see them slowly start complaining about what's wrong with this country as well. And so Honestly, it's so easy to look at the bad points of each country and that it's going to be, I feel like, the same regardless of whatever country you're from. And so don't let that kind of influence you and try to push yourself to go study overseas if you have any financial difficulties or if there's like a really big reason that you can't. 
I think I agree very much with Yvonne. And first of all, I would say that uh, stigmas and stereotypes outline just now are valid. And I think there is certain truth behind it. But I do think that when well, it can only be used to generalize the overall population on it. When we are talking on an individual basis, I think it's, it is only fair that we try to understand who is on the other side. We have an open mind without these perceptions. And to answer the question of why some of these perceptions exist among parents and employers, I think this basically steps now to the lack of exposure and also lack of personal drive among local university students. I think it also ties back to what Yvonne mentioned just now about uh, being a more relaxed culture in Malaysia. So the first point, uh, exposure-wise, I think there's still quite a gap between academia and also industry in Malaysia context, which kind of contributes to a graduate's lack of knowledge in on the industrial requirements. Uh. For the personal drive-wise, I think that local students are not left in the environment that they have to try and fend for themselves per se, in which we have less focus on the future career requirements and would rather just choose to focus more on the academic performance and also enjoying our university years. I think all this boils down to the lack of opportunities for local students to interact with bigger opportunities, which lead to also the complacent mindset that I've mentioned just now of just doing the bare minimum to fulfill what is in their place at the current moment. And in this case, it's of course the results and also the university life. To break down a stigma, I always believe it begins with graduates ourselves, and I'm a firm believer that the employment market is just another free market. It depends a lot on the quality of graduates and also the demand of employer. I think graduates should generally, whether you are a local graduate or overseas graduate, be vigilant of the industry needs and also demands, and also constantly prepare and also upskill ourselves. Another important step that uh, I think that we can do is, of course, to close the academia and also industry gap in Malaysia through graduates empowerment programs or workshops that will give sufficient exposure to these local undergraduates about the required skill sets uh, to be successful in their future career. I think in this case, I would say a big kudos to both the Hub Movement and also ICMS for what we are doing all along, which is empowering the Malaysian youth. Thanks, Wei Long. I think that the both of you have really good points here, especially with Vaughn mentioning about how the best way to judge something is to experience it yourself, and Wei Long mentioning that it is only fair that we try to understand the other side of things with an open mind without these perceptions in mind. I do believe that a good way to break down these perceptions is to begin with graduates ourselves, because education is one of the key factors in spreading awareness and breaking down any stigma in general. But I think that in light of COVID-19, a lot of things have definitely changed. And one of them is the fact that most classes in universities all around the world are being held online rather than physically. And in turn, this might shift some of the perceptions or even determine the choices of students who are about to go into university. Perhaps some of them might have decided to pursue their education locally rather than overseas because of this situation. So imagine if you were still deciding on where you were like to pursue where you would like to pursue tertiary education would you choose to study in a local or overseas university perhaps the presence of the COVID-19 situation would have changed your minds because I think that many factors could definitely play a part in the decision on where to pursue university this could be due to safety concerns political news and whether you're getting your value for money in university yes I think I do agree on that for me personally the decision of where to study 
takes into account uh, multiple consideration factors like value for uh, of the degree itself, uh, future opportunities that come along with the degree, financial considerations, and of course the overall campus experience. Okay? To sum it all, I will still choose to pursue my tertiary education locally after taking into account the costs and also benefits of an overseas degree. The most obvious reason for me of making this decision is that an overseas degree is simply good, just going to cost me a bone. And besides, I find that the opportunities available in local universities is actually tremendous. And it depends whether we know where to look for it and what kind of initiative we really invest to go after uh, those opportunities. And another point that is that I do not believe that there is a large distinction in the intrinsic value uh, between a local and also overseas degree. I think when it comes to employment, what matters most is who you are and what you did in your university years. And also referring back to your safety concerns and also political stability of a country, I would say that those factors for me personally are within my secondary considerations that I would generally play little impact on my decision itself. I mean, I for me personally, I honestly wouldn't change a single thing just because of the fact that uh, at least from what is being said, COVID seems like a really like short-term thing where um, you essentially have to quarantine for a certain period of time. And once the, the number of um, cases come down, similar to Malaysia, things will start opening up again. Um, and similar to all the other countries that are starting to open up again. And so because of that reason, I don't think, similar to Weilong, I don't think my decisions would really um, change much. And basically, mostly because of like my background in education. And so um, during middle school, I actually went to an international school, um, which means I take IGCSE. And I find that people usually um, go into, I guess, more overseas um, curriculum, such as A-levels. For me, it's ADTP or OSMET and all that fun stuff. Um, in the case with COVID, though, um, it's mostly... The main concern I would only take into account of um, is basically the country's political news. I definitely say that COVID is not at fault here and that it's honestly poor management from whoever who's in charge. Um, and definitely only because of the political climate here in the US. I do sometimes wish I went to a different country instead. But I also don't want to discourage people from traveling overseas to study just because it's not the case of every single country. And I don't want to make it seem like the U.S. is a bad country just because it really is not a bad country. Um, but the fact that sometimes immigration statuses, policies, um, statuses and policies just change out of nowhere, for instance, like a couple months ago, um, it was definitely a really great concern. And I feel that people coming to the U.S. should definitely be aware of. Um, basically, when choosing a country to study overseas, it's definitely good to see um, what the current policies are, who's in charge, whether the leaders of the countries and um, what are their thoughts on immigration? Because if you have a president who's um, glad to accept immigrants, you'll more likely see policies get friendlier and friendlier for you over time so that you can actually have the opportunity to have some sort of work experience overseas and vice versa if you have a president who doesn't like immigrants. From what both of you have said, it sounds like no matter what path you may or may not have chosen, you've made the best out of it, which makes studying in an overseas or local uni as equally valuable to one another. Like some education systems may lack what others have, but if you grasp the opportunities, not just academic months, but extracurriculars too, 
that are given, I believe, like, you know, you'll evolve to beyond what the education system has to offer. And so after sharing your opinions and experiences of studying in a local uni for Weilong and an overseas uni for Yvonne, has your opinion or perception changed about the differences in studying locally versus abroad? So the one thing I really enjoyed about this podcast is knowing that both of us wouldn't change um, choices for our education regardless of the stigmas and stereotypes we've heard, good or bad. Um, and a really good takeaway from this podcast, for me at least, would definitely be the fact that we are all from very different backgrounds um, and that the choice of your education should be yours and yours alone to make. And so I say a good piece of advice is to do your own research, figure out the pros and cons, and go from there. I also understand that there will be different stereotypes and different stigmas from different countries, and it's okay. Um, you shouldn't let that scare you from pursuing whatever dreams that you have. And let's say a person, um, let's say you're a person who really wants to study overseas and can't uh, due to whatever sort of personal reasons whatsoever, know that there are also still many different ways to study there's still many different methods to study abroad, such as study abroad programs in Malaysia that will give you the chance to do so. So it's honestly not the end of the world if you can't study overseas, but also um, if you are studying overseas, it's also not the end of the world if the president is trying to kick you out. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think for me, one thing for sure is that I definitely enjoy this podcast that session that we are having right now. It's very eye-opening to hear these stories from the other side, of course. And of course, as the saying goes by, you can never be in an argument without knowing the other side better than your opponent itself. I think this definitely goes the same with making informed decisions. And we should never limit ourselves to a single perspective or simply by just researching on one side of the story. It will probably just end up being a myopic confirmation by a situation. And also... Being uninformed is simply the most dangerous thing that uh, could happen when we are talking about choosing a degree, uh, a decision that will most probably affect your next three to five years of life or even uh, your future career pathways. On that note, I truly enjoy one point that uh, Yvonne brought forward, which is how a mix of education experiences have shaped her into who she is today and in terms of being nimble and also open-minded in problem-solving. I agree 100% on that, and I definitely encourage listeners, on the other end, to be more courageous and try out new things in your academic life, be it like different institutions, uh, summer or change program, uh, your own side interests, uh, maybe charity organizations, or maybe even youth empowerment organizations like the Hub Movement or even ICMS itself. So yeah, don't forget ICMS is recruiting right now. Honestly, everything that the both of you have mentioned in this podcast has definitely been very eye-opening and very intriguing to hear. It has been so great for the both of you to talk about your experiences. So I think that talking about these kinds of stigmas is a perfect way to open up the conversation to everybody else. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our podcast, but hopefully our listeners out there have taken something meaningful from this discussion. A big thank you to both Yvonne and Wilong, and we wish you to both of you the best in your future endeavors. To all our listeners, stay safe and do look forward to our next podcast. Goodbye. Hub Movement, aiming to build a better Malaysia. Follow MLUK as well as the Hub Movement on Facebook right now.
We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to leave a like and follow us on Anchor as well as Spotify. We release a monthly update with tons of interesting new topics. So stay tuned. See you on our next episode.